This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. That, of course, was the end to Monday's NCAA Tournament Championship game, and it was a great one. It also sank Carolina's Tar Heels. You know what, guys? It's been a tough three months for Carolina. First, uh, their Panthers, their favorite Panthers, go down to Super Bowl 50. Now this. Goose, you're from Carolina. Which one of those losses hurts worse? By far, the basketball loss. That's a basketball state. The Tar Heels expect to win titles every year. The Panthers don't. Yeah, I agree with you. And, well, you know, you can give Carolina this at least. Uh, unlike the Panthers, they hung tough throughout the game. <laughs> they came on strong down the stretch. And uh, I think they played well enough to win. I mean, they certainly played well enough to win. They're just simply beaten by a great play. And, oh, yeah, this just in. They didn't walk out of the interviews after the game either. No, they didn't, Clark. And, uh, you know, they showed how much uh, – certainly showed how much the, the game meant to them and how deeply the loss hurt them. You could just, uh, uh, you know, see them – looks on their faces and several of them in tears and so forth. Uh, but they didn't act like spoiled children. Uh, and I would suggest that Cam Newton and maybe even his coach, uh, Ron Rivera, could learn a lesson from those uh, kids. Being a sore loser doesn't mean that's a higher form of losing. Well, speaking about looks on their faces, Goose, Ron, what about Jay Wright's reaction? I mean, you see him, somebody great. told the guy he just won the tournament. I mean, it's, God, it was tremendous. I mean, he just, oh, okay. Uh, where's the handshake? Johnny Unitas-like. Yeah, I exactly. Th- I, I thought it was classy. He so did I. Kids, it, he, he let the kids have the stage. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in college basketball, right up there with new Hall of Famer Tom Izzo of Michigan State. Oh, no, my but God. Winning, winning a championship has been overdue uh, for both Wright and Vilna. It was the school's first title since 1985, and as much as I hate to date myself, guys, I covered the upset of Georgetown on that particular night. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't bo- I wasn't born yet. Hey, listen, uh, you know, I once remember an author named Gail Foreman, no relation, Goose to Chuck Foreman, once saying, you win some, you lose some, and sometimes you win and lose at the same time. And I think it's a pretty good uh, example of that. Uh, here, of course, on the Talk of Fame Network, we always win with guests like former number one draft pick Russell Maryland and former last round pick. Larry Brown. We'll be speaking to both of them today as our draft series continues. We'll also be speaking to Harvard tight end Ben Broniker. Ron, I guess we couldn't find any Dartmouth guys. You ran out of uh, Dartmouth phone numbers. But anyway, we'll be talking to They ran out of Dartmouth football players. In in the O2 room in Baker Library studying. Um, He's one of two Crimson players, Harvard players, invited to this year's combine. We're also going to be talking to the San Francisco Chronicles' Vic Tafer, get the lowdown on the Raiders, and hear why former Rams and Giants receiver Del Schaffner is Hall of Fame worthy, celebrate the best last-day picks of the draft, and stage our own rock and roll induction of NFL Stadium music. Wow, got a lot to do here, guys. So let's just start here with this week's headlines. Um, First, how about um, 
Roger Goodell, he's back in the news. He returned to Twitter for the first time in uh, nearly two years, or since that Ray Rice fiasco, to announce that the NFL will stream its Thursday night games. And he announced it on what else, guys? Twitter. Like it, loathe it, or don't care about it, Goose? Uh, Clark, it's where all media is going. You know, I bet over half the people watching the NCAA title game the other night was on Twitter. Instant analysis, instant reaction, and some very witty repartee. My God. This is redefining you, the definition of witty You were on it. Day. Come on, you were on it. <laughs> I was not on it. Yes, uh, you were. Uh, look, guys, I like my football in a stadium or on my 65-inch TV, not on my laptop <laughs> computer. My idea of a good stream, Clark, is the Colorado River on a raft. <laughs> now I know what happened to that 60-inch or 65-inch TV we gave away last year. Ron's yeah, you got guys were wondering about that, weren't you? Yeah. Nice set. <laughs> well, I, listen, Goose, uh, I mean, of course, by reopening uh, his Twitter account, Roger gives fans a chance to sound off on any subject, so, which means anything that you want to tell him, you can. So uh, let's start with you, Goose. Anything you'd like to tell him in 140 characters or less? Yeah, keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> and and like how about you, Ron? House Oregon Ron Borges, something you'd like to do? Pat him on the back, too? I like to show him where the block tab is and suggest he use it as often as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be the chop block tag? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's, it's illegal. Um, I also, hey, just speaking on this, one more thing on the subject, I, 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 I sort of found it interesting that the, the games that are available on, on Twitter are, are uh, only available, um, I think, through CBS, NBC, and the NFL Network, but the games that are carried only by the NFL Network, the games only, the Thursday night games only in the NFL Network, they're not going to be streamed. I <laughs> think that's called show me the money, Ron. <laughs> yeah, it's also called people will go any place but the NFL Network. <laughs> we better make sure we just give them no competition. But, you know, it, it's really aren't, aren't sort of they the doing that already? <laughs> yeah, it's the way the rest of the league likes to operate. You know, they're all capitalists except when it's best to be socialist. And also they want new competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goose, let's uh, let's move away from that and shift to your neck of the woods, where we have uh, the illustrious Greg Hardy sitting down with oh, Adam Schefter oof. this week. Yeah, don't get me started here. Um, Goose, I'm not sure what he hoped to achieve with that interview. Um, maybe other than demonstrate what a moron, or as Bugs Bunny <laughs> would say, maroon he is, and why nobody should sign him. So what the heck did he do that for? I mean, what comes out of this? I'll tell you, the more he talks, the deeper the hole grows. This guy just doesn't get it. A little contrition goes a long way in our society. But he continues to paint himself as a victim in all this. Right, the, right. The interview was awkward and embarrassing, and I think it's time for Greg Hardy just to disappear. Yeah, you're right, a little contrition. There's no contrition, and you're right, it would go a long way. You know, it's interesting, Goose. I don't know if you saw it or not, um, but Steve Smith... Speaking of Twitter, was on Twitter. And friend Steve of the Smith, show, Steve Smith. Friend, I was going to say, friend of the show. Yeah, Steve Smith, friend of the show. But he was on Twitter saying, so I guess she tripped on the carpet or something. <laughs> that was amazing. And keep in mind, Goose, this is from one, from one of Greg Hardy's former teammates, played on the same side as Greg Hardy. Yeah, there are victims of domestic violence throughout the NFL. Hardy had such a teammate here in Dallas and Jason Witten. The only reason Dallas gave Hardy a shot is because they believed he could be a double-digit sack guy for him. Well, he's no longer that, so his value is diminishing by the day, and he's accelerating the, the, the downward spiral by talking. Ron, do you think anyone signs this guy? Uh, originally, I thought so, and, and I still 
sadly underneath it all think that after the draft somebody's not going to get what they think they needed and they're gonna, somebody's going to take a flyer on him. But I hope right. not. I hope he sits out, cools his heels, because no, there is no greater message to these nitwits right. than that. You want to be Ray Rice? You want to be Greg Hardy? Find another uh, form of employment because you ain't working here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, Ron, another question for you, and this one's right up your alley. Um, Arizona coach Bruce Arians, friend of the show, has taken up your call for full-time officiating. Good that someone's listening to Ron. Um, He he says they don't put in the hours we do. Meetings will do it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You must have told him, hey, put in a plug for me. But anyway, he did. And he said they need to be professionals, talking about officials. Um, You know, I I know you like the idea of full-time officiating, but what are the chances that you think him getting behind this uh, gives it any momentum? I I think there is a growing chance of it. I think eventually uh, it'll happen because I think there'll be, A, enough guys willing to forego their potential day jobs as school superintendents and doctors, lawyers, and uh, the occasional Indian chief uh, to go full-time as an official. And I think that the, the teams themselves more and more are beginning to uh, demand it. You know, What other s- sport as part-time officials? I can tell you, softball. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's In fact, you know what it reminds me of, guys, and we were, we were all in it, or still are, some of us, uh, reminds us of, of uh, our own professions, the newspaper business when it was a profession. We had a multi-million a dollar ago. business, right? <laughs> multi-million dollar business, and the delivery system was a ten-year-old kid on a bike. You know, it was ridiculous <laughs> when you really you know, think I, about it. <laughs> I, I can understand baseball, basketball, and hockey having full-time officials. They play three, four, or five in baseball up to seven times a week. It's not only their job; it's their life. But most of the NFL officiating crews work 15 Sundays out of the year. They shouldn't be paid what baseball umpires are being paid. And what the, they do get paid won't be enough to entice them to, to leave their professional jobs, administrators, lawyers, teachers, and such. Hey, Goose, oh. quick one for you. You feel any sympathy for Dante Whitner? I mean, he was cut two days before workers began in Cleveland and said the Browns could have showed him some common courtesy. Common courtesy? When do we have common courtesy in this game? <clears throat> well, it doesn't exist. It would have been classy if they weren't going to keep him to let him go, but they didn't. So common courtesy no longer exists. I'll tell you what does exist, an ad we've got to go to. When we return, we're going to find out what's going on with the Raiders. When we sit down with the San Francisco Chronicles, Vic Tafer. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. During all these Motel 6 renovations, I've picked up some construction lingo working with the Brickies, Sparkies, and Wood Butchers while they shop rocket these renos till they shine like a spool of 10-gauge copper. And even after all the updates with the knock-knocks, Motel 6 still costs you less cheese than any national chain. Okay, time to take off the brain bucket and roll out. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the wattage on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. 
Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Burger King. You guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down ashore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two-for-five dollars. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two-for-five dollar deal only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Well, speaking of winners, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by GEICO, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. That's Geico.com. And you know what? If you haven't called them, you should call them right now. That's Geico.com. Speaking of good deals, here's another one. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive, plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. Yeah, that's true. Better yet, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. More information, call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. Our first guest, a longtime friend of mine, that's Vic Tafer, and you can reach him at, at Vic Tafer. He's of the San Francisco Chronicle. He and I covered the 49ers in the 1990s, but he moved to the other side of the bay and now covers, Vic, I can't believe I'm saying this, a better team, the Oakland Raiders. Hey, Vic, thanks for joining us. No problem. Good to, good to be here. First question for you, Vic. How much stock do you put in these Raiders to Las Vegas stories? I put zero into them. I think it's just a leverage move. I think they're trying to get uh, the city of Oakland to care more than they do currently. I think uh, the league is going along with it because why not? But I, I can't see it. I don't uh, don't believe it. So uh, so zero. Vic, what what are the chances of the Raiders staying in Oakland beyond 2016? Um, at this point, I would say not great. I think not much has been done as far as progress with the city in terms of getting a kind of plan together. I think Mark Davis still wants. Uh, some financial help from them, them getting the deal done, and that's not really going to happen at this point. So my uh, my outcome favorite would be they end up either in uh, San Diego or L.A., wherever the Chargers uh, are not. Wherever the Chargers are not next year, I think the Raiders are going to try and get there. Uh, it's interesting, interesting to me, Vic, that you, you mentioned that, San, the possibility of San Diego and, and L.A. as a guy who used to cover the Raiders a long time ago. Just the concept of San Diego Raiders makes my mind blank out uh but i'm wondering what about san antonio uh i know there's been some flirtations there it's a big it's a big and growing market they have a big stadium 
Any chance that you could see San Antonio becoming a player in this thing? I could see that. I mean, there's always the money's always you know the bottom line. Definitely, there's money there and there's land. I think the reason people think it won't happen is because Jerry Jones kind of has some control there. He wants to his own his own fan base to be spread out as far as he can in, in, in Texas. So I think that's a major obstacle. But you know, when there's money, there's a chance. There's definitely a lot of money there. I know Red McCombs has talked to me about it. He definitely wants to get an NFL team out there. So I wouldn't rule that one out. Hey, Vic, uh, and we're speaking to Vic Tafer, Raiders beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, you can reach him at Vic Tafer. Um, you mentioned uh, zero chance of the Raiders going to Las Vegas, but you said you expect them uh, to go either to L.A. Or, or you would likely expect them to go to L.A. or San Diego, depending on where the Chargers are not. So do you give them very little chance of staying in Oakland and no chance of going to Las Vegas? In other words, is there a greater chance of them staying in Oakland, but only a very minimal chance of them staying there? after this coming season? Yeah, the problem with Oakland, I think, you know, I, I feel it, it, it may work out down the road, but I think the problem right now is the A's kind of hold the cards. The A's want that location. Like, the Raiders ideally would want to build their current location, kind of, you know, spread things out, get some more parking lot, get the, uh, you know, the tailgate section and all they need there. But right now, the current plan wouldn't really work for both teams. So I think the A's are kind of the 10-year lease. They have to be evicted for the Raiders to get their plan going forward with the city. So I'm not sure the city's going to evict the A's based on the 82 home days. So I think right now the A's are in no rush to get things done. My, my sense is the A's are kind of waiting for both the Warriors and Raiders to leave. They hold you know all the power. So I, I'm not really confident as far as getting the A's out of the picture enough for the Raiders to actually do some business with, with the city. Hey, Vic, why not cheer Levi Stadium? Well, Mark Davis hates an idea, so unless he changes his mind, the league said they won't force him to do it. But uh, that, it, that's the league's solution. The league thinks that makes sense for the, for the Raiders to play down there. But Mark hates the idea. He thinks, um, I think the main problem is they could have gone in as partners with the Niners way back when the Niners had some issues raising the capital. They decided not to. So I think once you turn down the chance of going as partners, to going as a tenant, I think it's not very attractive. Plus, Mark thinks it's a bad uh, just like the whole layout of the stadium, all the all the issues there. So I think that's a, a no-go for right now. Vic, you've worked on both sides of the bay, obviously. D- does it surprise you that the Raiders are now the organization with its act together on the field and the 49ers are in chaos? Yeah, it kind of fell apart pretty fast for the Niners. It's kind of amazing how you know, Harbaugh left and things kind of uh, went, to, went to all heck. So I think the Raiders have definitely taken advantage of it. I think they've made some nice moves this offseason, had some good drafts. The fans are definitely... Uh, all-time high confidence-wise, I think there's a sense in the Bay Area that the Niners are kind of a number two team now in, in this area. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Ron, you've always said that, they're the number two team in that Yeah, area. well, I have always said that exactly right, because uh, those are my boys. But, uh, look, the Raiders just signed Alden Smith uh, to a new two-year deal, controversial for obvious uh, reasons. He may not play until November. What do you make of the of the, of the the move? Do you think it was a smart move or not? And, and do you think there's a lot of risk there? Well, I think there's always risk when the guys, you know, had so many problems with the law like Alden's had. But he was here last year for nine games. It went well as far as him fitting in. Other players, Mark Davis likes him a lot. Reggie and Jack like him, so I think he did all the right things last year. He likes the Bay Area. He wants to stay here as far as bypassing his chance of being the open market. You know, when it comes to suspension is done, so I think he's comfortable. Ideally, he stays out of trouble and, and, and gets the help he needs, and they can help him do that. But I, I think he's only 26 years old, so we can, we can get that part of his life fixed. You're looking at a guy with a great future. We're speaking with Vic Tafer, the Raiders beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, and you can reach him at his Twitter account, at Vic Tafer. And Vic, we had Rich Gannon on recently, and he was telling us that he thinks this team can make the playoffs this year, something it hasn't done, as you know, since 2002. 
You on that bandwagon? Uh, I'm probably not on the bandwagon, but uh, I'm kind of pulling up next to the bandwagon. I might jump on <laughs> at some point. I'm, I'm staying kind of close. I Ron's driving it. it. Ron's That's driving right. it. Yeah, make sure you go slow for me. But uh, <laughs> I, think I, I can see it because, obviously, the Broncos have had a rough offseason. Obviously, the defense is still great, but they definitely have, have dropped down a notch, I think. The Chiefs, they've definitely lost both for Steve Smith to the Raiders and also Houston. So I think they've also come down a notch. So I think you know, there definitely is a window there for the Raiders to, to try and jump into it this year. You know, Gannon also is a big fan of Derek Carr. He called him the best quarterback in the 2014 draft over Bortles and Bridgewater. Are you on that bandwagon? Yeah, I think Derek definitely improved a lot. I was on the bandwagon as rookie. I thought the question marks, but I think Derek improved a lot last year. Getting those weapons in Crabtree and Cooper definitely helped. I think you can see his progression in terms of uh, getting better in the pocket and not looking, not panicking as much, getting rid of the ball at the first chance he has. He's looking for plays to develop down the field. So I think there's every reason to believe he'll take another step this year. I think Clay Walford will be a nice target for him to tight end. I think he's had a big year this year. So I think you'll see the weapons emerge and Derek with more confidence should have an even better year this, this season. Obviously there's, there's been talk about uh, Kaepernick whether he's going to stay in San Francisco, whether he's going to go to the Broncos, whether he's going to end up someplace else uh, at least for the short term he's refusing to uh, uh, give any money back uh, you know what's your sort of take on that situation uh, you were around it for a while what do you what do you sort of think he should do and, and, and what should the 49ers do? Well you probably should say he should take a chance to go to the Broncos to get a chance to win a ring but I think he's young enough. I think he's been through enough adversity so far right now. So I think he's kind of, my sense, he's kind of stay and wait. And there's no reason to take a pay cut, no reason to give any money back. And if he has to, maybe even wait another season. But I think he's going to try. And see what happens with the Niners. He'll go to many camps and get to talk with Chip Kelly, see what he has in plan for him. But I think the idea of taking a pay cut just to go to the Broncos is not really attractive to him. Happening right now. Hey, Vic, we're out of time, but I want to tell you thank you so much for joining us and good luck keeping that team. And just remember, what happens in Oakland is supposed to stay in Oakland, okay? <laughs> I like that. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Unless Vic. it goes to Vegas. <laughs> that was Vic Tafer of the San Francisco Chronicle. Up next, former number one pick, Russell Maryland. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky, I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that Geico would be available 24-7 by phone, on the web, or with the Geico app. After that, I realized... My wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. Geico. Anywhere, anytime. Welcome to Burger King. These guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down the shore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? 
Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two for $5 deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat-screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the lie on for you. Book online at motel6.com. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our next guest was the first overall pick of the 1991 NFL Draft and a Pro Bowl defensive tackle with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm talking, of course, of Russell Maryland, who won an Outland Trophy at the University of Miami and was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2011. Russell knows a little. Uh, actually, no, he knows a lot about winning. Start on two national championship teams at Miami and three Super Bowl champions with the Dallas Cowboys. And we are pleased to have him here with us today. Russell, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. i tell you what, I've I visited the Hall of Fame in Canton a couple of times with hopes of maybe going there one day, but I've never been to the Talk of Fame, so I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, you're halfway home. You're halfway there. That's right. Thank you. That sounds good. Hey, Russell, the, the Cowboys were interested in Rocket Ishmael with the first overall pick of the 91 draft, but in the weeks leading up to the draft, he signed with the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL. How and when did you find out you were going to be the first pick by the Cowboys? You know, it, it was funny. That, that whole... Uh, off season, uh, you know, we had a pro day at the University of Miami about a month before the draft. I saw Coach Johnson, and Coach Johnson was kind of, you know, he came to, up to me. He was like, you know, Russ, uh, you know, hey, uh, we know we know your background. We don't have to do much work. We're gonna come and get you. And uh, at the time, I was projected to go, you know, uh, top half of the first round, uh, but specifically uh, the Rams. Coach John Robinson, I believe, at the time was coach of the Rams, and he really needed a defensive lineman. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. I just thought he was just talking, you know. And uh, then as the weeks went by and then, you know, the Cowboys shifted up to number one uh, and then, uh, you know, Rocket did his thing and it became a, re- uh, a reality. I was like, man, this may really happen, you know, if Coach comes to get me. And it, But it really didn't. I remember when Rocket, maybe it was a few days before the draft, he was sitting with uh, maybe uh, it was it was a, a a hockey game with Bruce McNall and Magic Johnson, and I saw him in the stands. It was like it was a done deal. I said, you know, this thing might happen. So, really, I wasn't for sure until like that, you know, that day before when my agent was telling me, like, hey, we're going to get this done, and you're going, you're going to Dallas. And uh, it was, uh, it, it, so it was really close up to that point before uh, before draft day. 
Russell, how much pressure did you feel, you know, having to live up to the expectations of being the first uh, overall pick of the draft? You know, we had one of those here in New England with Ken Sims when he came from Texas, and he had a lot of trouble mm -hmm. with uh, – he was a good player, uh, but, you know, if you come in as the number one guy, you're supposed to be, you know, reinvent the game. Did you feel a lot of pressure? <laughs> well, you know, it, it was a lot of pressure, as you can imagine. I mean, it was a, really an incredible amount of pressure. Uh, you know, I remember that first day when uh, we when we all came together after the draft and the rookies were there. I, I came into the locker room and it's like all eyes were on me. And uh, you know, after having uh, gotten Emmitt Smith uh, in the first round the year before and having gotten Troy Eggman a couple years before that at number one pick, it's like you're supposed to be like a skilled player and you know, uh, big name guy. And it's like we got this. <laughs> kind of looking at me and like, man, this is, they're really unimpressed and disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but uh, so me coming from Miami, I never had any doubt that I'd be successful because of really two things. So I had great mentors going into that locker room, uh, you know, with Jeff, Jeff Coat. He was a, a guy that already had played like seven, eight years, and he really took me under his wing. And I, and I appreciated that a lot. And Tony Tolbert, uh, he's a, a big-time mean defensive end out of UTEP. He took a liking to me. I guess I was one of the only guys he didn't really hate. So <laughs> he, he really, uh, he really took me under his wing, and uh, uh, you know, they they kept they kept me going. They taught me how to be an NFL uh, player, and uh, really, more impo most importantly, anytime that I even had any doubt in myself, which was very little, uh, uh, I just said, you know, hey, I'm from Miami. You know, uh, you know, we. I, I spent the last five years with trained killers, you know, and not, not literally guys, not literally, but <laughs> I had that supreme confidence that, uh, that was instilled in us by, by Jimmy Johnson. And we're speaking with former number one draft pick Russell Maryland. He's not with Train Killers today. He's with the Talk of Fame Network. And <laughs> Russell, uh, talking about Miami, you were recruited there by Jimmy Johnson, and then you were drafted by him in Dallas. Uh, how instrumental was he in your success? Oh, man, Coach Johnson, I tell you what, I owe uh, all of my success really, t uh, you know, to him uh, playing you know, just in football in general. I mean, Coach Johnson – uh, he's a great manager of men, of young men especially, and uh, uh, he just didn't go out there and recruit, uh, you know, all blue chip guys and just kind of put them in the cookie cutter situation and made them quote unquote cardboard cutouts. He got guys with great potential, uh, guys <clears throat> that could run, that were fast, and guys that were smart. And uh, he had a great set of uh, assistant coaches, you know, your Butch Davises, your um, Dave Wanstead, your Tommy Tuberville's. Ed Ozerones, those types of guys that you had, Dave Campos. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That we, once you put us in those uh, under the tutelage of those guys in those situations, we were able to. Uh, he was able to build a culture and get the best out of all of us. So that was really, uh, you know, how he was so, uh, you know, successful with us and how he was instrumental and uh, getting me to where uh, he got me to. Oh, so you were drafted by a team coming off five consecutive losing seasons, yet inside of two years you became a Super Bowl champion. How was such a transformation possible? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> i tell you what. That's great. Two words, Russell Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, uh, you know, you could have a lot of two-words uh, guys in there. Troy Eggman, you know, Emmitt Smith. Uh, you know, and then the uh, guys that came in with me, you know, a lot of players that weren't really the big name players, but were solid players like Leon Letts, who was uh, in the seventh, seventh round in the 91 draft, and Eric Williams, 
who was like the uh, third rounder for us uh, in the 1991 draft. And then you have you, some, some guys, you have some obscure players that you really, uh, you know, most of America probably never have remembered or have even heard of is Kenny Gant and your Matt Vanderbeeks and your Jim Swanses, you know, all those types of players uh, were, 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 were guys that really helped uh, buy into that culture that Jimmy Johnson was selling. And uh, the guys were, that were not only great or good, solid, great players, but guys that really hated to lose. And uh, th- that was the main thing that, that really ha- made us so successful over that run. We absolutely hated, hated, hated to lose games. You had, uh, uh, Russell, obviously your own kind of unique personal transformation, if you will. Uh, I believe the only college that offered you a scholarship coming out of high school was Miami. And I'm wondering, what do you think that Jimmy Johnson saw in you that all these other recruiters that scour the world didn't see in Russell, Maryland? You, you know what? I'm correct you on, on that. Jimmy Johnson was at the Miami, University of Miami was one of two. Uh, Jimmy offered me after the signing date. Uh, ah. the, the only other one was actually Indiana State. Uh, I could have been a, a sycamore. Yeah, we don't count them in the end of state. <laughs> you and Larry Bird. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And Vincey Glenn. I don't know if you remember oh, Vincey Glenn. Vincey Glenn. Glenn, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. What did Indiana State seeing you? You know what? Um, that, I was a guy that they, they knew wasn't getting highly recruited. Uh, and I, I was a solid player. I, I was, I was kind of heavy at the time. I was about 320 pounds. And back in 1986, you know, you didn't really only 320 pounder was the fridge. You know, for uh, Chicago Bears, uh, who, whom I dressed up as for Halloween, by the way, uh, <laughs> for Chicago. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I mean, uh, but really, with, uh, when Jimmy Johnson came to the picture, even before, you know, uh, he, he had some recruiters in the Chicago area, namely his uh, wide receivers coach, and I owe a lot of my uh, uh, success also to a coach named Hubbard Alexander. He came into the Chicagoland area. He kind of saw me as a, a diamond in a rough. He probably saw more potential in me than I saw in myself. Um, I, he knew that I had good grades. I was going to a good uh, public high school in the Chicago area, Whitney Young High School, which is the same high school that Michelle Obama came out of a, a couple years earlier. So I'm in good wow. company with that. Yes, but sir. he saw a lot in, in me. He saw that I had a good family. And uh, he just basically uh, said, hey, you know, he took this back to Jimmy Johnson and said, hey, we got a guy that he might not be a starter right now, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's good people, come from good stock. Hey, Russell, you know how you say you really hated, hated, hated to lose games in Dallas? We really, really hate to lose our guests, but we got to go. We're out of time. Okay. Thanks so much for got joining you, us. Got, hey, guys, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. You sure, got please it. come back. All right, certainly will. <laughs> That was former number one draft pick Russell Maryland. Up next, why a certain wide receiver from the Giants should be in the Hall of Fame conversation. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. During all these Motel 6 renovations, I've picked up some construction lingo working with the Brickies, Sparkies, and Wood Butchers while they shop rocket these renos till they shine like a spool of 10-gauge copper. And even after all the updates with the knock-knocks, Motel 6 still costs you less cheese than any national chain. Okay, time to take off the brain bucket and roll out. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the wattage on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. 
As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, Ron, you know what it means when Geico says that just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you better get on the phone, bro. You're right. It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, you know what? Get to it. Um, hey, Ron, speaking of uh, uh, getting to the phone, um, you know, if former NFL U- uh, agent Eugene Parker, whom I'm sure you spoke to many times sure. on the phone, he, um, he passed away last week at the age of 60. And though I never, I never spoke to the guy. Uh, he didn't return my phone calls. He returned Ron's. Yes, uh, he did. When he, yeah, he had Deion Sanders, and, and I couldn't get him, but I know you did. He was a force in the industry and a huge force. And, um, Ron, you're another force in the industry. Uh, you can tell us <laughs> how much he's going to be missed. Well, you know, uh, Clark, you're right. He, for whatever reason, he talked to a few people but not too many. I was lucky enough to be one of them. And, he, uh, you know, he had some of the highest profile cl- uh, can- uh, clients in the league for much of his uh, career, beginning with Rod Woodson. Uh, he had my pal Richard Seymour, who swore by him. Uh, and, you know, that says a lot to me about a client-agent relationship uh, where they never fractured. Uh, but the little-known fact uh, about uh, Eugene Parker is that uh, he was a star basketball player at Purdue. He was drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, uh, but he declined to try out. Instead, he, he decided to go to Valparaiso uh, Law School, and he worked as a grad assistant basketball coach. Uh, and from there, opened up his business and became really one of the giants of uh, that part of the industry. Yeah, he did. Uh, anyway, Eugene Parker, gone too soon at the age of 60. Each way, as you know, uh, we push someone for the Hall of Fame, either to get them in or to get them into the room for discussion as a finalist. And this week's no different. I'm the guy pushing this week. That is different. I'm pushing former Rams and Giants receiver Del Schaffner. Now, if you haven't heard of him, you really should. I mean, he was a five-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, an All-Decade choice, and the first player in NFL history, NFL history, to put up four 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Del Schaffner wasn't just a weapon, and I remember watching Mano Goose, you do too. Ron, you probably do as well. Sure. He was one of the most dangerous, feared and respected receivers of his time. And I remember Hall of Fame 
Quarterback Y.A. Tittle, uh, who played for the Giants and the 49ers, once calling him the most dangerous and the best of all of the receivers he threw to. And he threw some good ones. I mean, Frank Gifford was one. He called him the smartest. And R.C. Owens was another. Um, anyway, Billy Wilson, another one who Ron promoted for the uh, Hall of Fame. In a three-year span with the Giants from 61 through 63, Del Schaffner helped lead the team to three league championship games. And he had more catches for more yards and more touchdowns than anyone in the NFL during that time. But that's only part of the story, guys. Del Schaffner was a pioneer. He was one of the first legitimate deep threats in the game. He averaged 18 and a half yards per catch for his career, but twice, once in 1958 and once in 1962, he produced an average, an average of 21 and a half yards per catch. Uh, that's pretty good. In that respect, as I said, he was a, uh, a pioneer. And I know John Turney of the Pro Football Journal, who we had on here two weeks ago, we asked him whom he put in the hall who wasn't there and he said, you know what, Del Schaffner, because he forced teams to roll coverages to his side. And he also mentioned, other than Schaffner and Bob Hayes, and I'm talking about wide receivers or split ends, that was unheard of at the time. And I guess the question then becomes, okay, you know, that's fine. What's the hang-up? Well, for one, he didn't play that long. Injuries and illness curtailed his career. Uh, he did little nothing after the 1963 season. And for another, he didn't do much in the championship games either. But what he did do was make the 1960s all-decade team as a starting split end. And he's only one of two starting wideouts, and I mean split ends, on all-decade teams from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s who's not in the hall. Drew Pearson is the other, and we've had him on here. But at least Drew Pearson's been discussed as a finalist. Del Schaffner has not, and I'd like to see that change. Clark, Del Schaffner, Gary Collins, Boyd Deller were all all-decade selectors that wide up the 60s. Not a one has ever been discussed as a Hall of Fame finalist. How and why did that decade slip through the cracks? That's a good question, Goose. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't around, uh, certainly in the 70s and 80s, uh, 90s, when uh, I got into, I guess, the late 90s. But uh, I haven't heard his name up there. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, you look at the 1990s wide receivers, um, you know, all of them, first and second team, they're all in. So maybe it's just a shifting emphasis among voters. I mean, three of the four running backs on that uh, all-decade team in the 60s are in the, uh, the Hall of Fame, only John David Crow isn't, and both fullbacks are in, too, and I'm talking about Jim Taylor and Jim Brown. So wish I had an answer for you, but it's the best I can do. Well, that is the signal that we're nearly out of time, and we're going to our lightning round, otherwise known as the two-minute drill. I'm going to ask this week's questions. Rick and Ron will answer. And our producer, Derek Burns, he's going to run the clock again. So, Derek, let's get started. L.A. police confirmed that the knife found on O.J. Simpson's property wasn't a murder weapon. So what was it? A lost token from the board game Clue. <laughs> Part of A.C. Cowling's gopher toolkit. <laughs> if Greg Hardy is quote-unquote innocent, as he says, of harming women, then why was he suspended? The NFL wasn't buying what he was selling. Ask Tom Brady. The Detroit Lions are raising ticket prices the third straight year. Why? They need to pay off that Calvin Johnson cap hit. <laughs> They're on a campaign to prove what P.T. Barnum said was true, Clark. There's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, what's the toughest or tougher ticket in Dallas, Goose? WrestleMania 32 or the Cowboys? Oh, WrestleMania. At least the fans get to cheer there. The Cowboys have lost their last seven games at Jerry World. <laughs> WrestleMania, that's right. Because uh, always the right guy wins in wrestling. What are the chances a marijuana dispensary wins the Mile High Stadium naming rights? Not as long as Roger Goodell is commissioner. <laughs> That's an idea that will go up in smoke. 
Mile high. Josh Gordon, Josh Norman, or Josh Hamilton? Josh Norman, he's the only one guaranteed to see the field in 2016. In light of question five, Josh Gordon, the most mellow dude in this crew. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the first NFL owner to appear in the Panama Papers? The better question is who's the only owner not to appear in the Panama Papers? (laughs) Good one. Hey, it's got to be Goose's pal, Jerry Jones. How about them Panama boys? (laughs) (laughs) Panama Red. Martellus Bennett responded to Tom Brady's video call to assemble receivers. So when does Ron... When Ron calls for when Brady calls for an assembly of nose tackles. <laughs> Ouch. When I finally get to put my snowblower away, Clark, which means <laughs> Memorial Day. <laughs> Chris Portland says early retirement is the new normal in the NFL. Agree or disagree? It all depends on how much money you make in that first contract. I th- I agree. I think these guys are starting to get it. Dangerous occupation. True or false, the UK's Hello magazine will target Cam Newton for its next fake interview. False. Hello is eyeballing Greg Hardy. Anybody uh, targeting Cam Newton would be from Goodbye Magazine. (laughs) Marco Rubio wants to work with the Cowboys. No, he doesn't. He wants to work with the Dolphins. Yes, the Dolphins. So what would he do, Goose? Return kicks. (laughs) He checked their equipment. He seemed pretty fixated about Donald Trump's. That is the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. We have former Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown, Harvard tight end Ben Broniker, our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the back of the NFL draft coming up in the next hour. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky, I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that GEICO would be available 24-7 by phone, on the web, or with the GEICO app. After that, I realized my wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. GEICO. Anywhere, anytime. Welcome to Burger King. You guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down ashore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two-for-five dollars. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two-for-five dollar deal only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Hey, Ron. 
Yeah. What do you mean when Geico says that just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you should have called them 15 minutes ago, which you didn't. Exactly. You go to Geico.com and you'll get all the answers. Hey, welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron. You just heard from Ron. We'll soon be joined by Harvard tight end Ben Broniker, one of two Johns. That would be John Harvard, invited to the Combine, as well as former Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown, as we continue with a second in our four-part draft series. But first, remember, guys, how I reminded you last week that we were approaching the induction for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Well, it's, he- it's here <laughs> on Saturday, April 8th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Um, we nominated the artist last week that we'd like to put in. But this week, I want the music. And I'm not talking about any music. And I, I don't want Deep Purple. I want Chicago. I'm talking about the music that you can hear or have heard at NFL stadiums. The music that you would put in our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, Goose, you've got the first draft pick here. Why don't you start? Derek, strike up the band. Hail to the Redskins. A timeless classic. Washington is the only marching band left in the NFL, and I always stick around pregame to see them march out of the field playing that team song and singing the song. Ron, sing. Oh, we can't save Redskins out here, but go ahead and sing. That's right. That's like socially objectionable to a fellow like myself. Yeah, that's right. That's well, I'm not sure you can top that, but I, I do know you're going to try. So let me just guess here. Something from the East Bay. Well, think about it now. Great sounds. Oh. <laughs> Still my heart. I knew that oh. was coming. I knew Bitter that Pat. Bitter Pat. Bitter Pat. <laughs> what else? How did you, how'd you restrain if, yourself when we had Vic Tafer on earlier? If that's not a Hall of Fame song, then there is no Hall of Fame song. <laughs> <laughs> this song has led to the introduction of more Hall of Famers than two-thirds of the teams in NFL history. And some of them even won championships. Listen to that music. <laughs> that is a symphony. Did you say one of them or some of them? <laughs> Rough well, crowd. I thought about nominating Todd as God Rundgren's Bang on the Drum, which is played, as you guys know, after every Green Bay score. But uh-uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to cut you some slack and go in a different direction. Derek, I'm going in this direction. Hit it. That's right. Ron, you heard that over and over again when you were watching the Raiders play the Chargers. Of course, the San Diego Chargers national anthem. And that's played after every Chargers score. And it goes back to 1979 when Eric Oriel was first taken off. It's also a song that provoked former Raiders quarterback and head coach Don Flores, friend of the show, to remark that song, that bleeping song. It was a good one, all right, just like that football team. Yeah, I remember that song. They played it except at the end of the games when they would be playing the Raider theme song. The <laughs> symphony would come on. How does that Raider theme song go again? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Is, wow, this is like Tchaikovsky and Mozart all wrapped up. <laughs> oh, we need well, John Facenda. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure I agree with you on that, but uh, one thing we won't disagree on, is how important the back end of the draft is. You like that uh, segue, Goose? Yeah, it's I mean, a nice segue. I like that. Yeah, well, thanks, Ron. Um, Goose always tells me, yeah, he always tells me you can measure a good GM by how he performs on the second day, or used to be the second day of the draft, and now is the third. And, um, Goose, you want to explain that to us? You were the best at measuring, I think, drafts among journalists and, and better than a lot of scouts and GMs. 
What do you make of the uh, the, the last day of the draft? Yeah, anyone who co- watches college football on Saturdays on a regular basis can draft in the first few rounds. You see the best players and the best teams on television. You see the Heisman Trophy winners and the All-Americans. Their talent is obvious. Everyone should have a good draft in the first three rounds. But what makes a good draft great is what you do on what is now the third day of the draft. Finding starters and pro bowlers in the later rounds can be what turns a playoff contender into a Super Bowl contender. Tom Brady and Terrell Davis were both late rounders. The Seattle Seahawks found both pro bowl defensive backs Richard Sherman and Camp Chancellor in the fifth round. Carolina's Josh Norman was another fifth rounder. The NFL leading receiver, Antonio Brown, was a sixth-round pick. And the guy who signed the biggest free agency deal of the offseason, Malik Jackson, parlayed his fifth-round selection into an $85 million contract. These aren't throwaway picks. Goose, the best second day or third day now, GM, Ron Wolf? Without question. Best I've ever seen. Best on okay. the planet. How about Beathard? How about Bobby Beathard? We never had any draft picks. Traded them all away. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Hard to be a good draft when you have no picks. That's right. <laughs> I don't always okay, my time go- picking players. Goose, since we're featuring the back end of the draft, uh, specifically the last round, and we've talked about our Hall of Fame of songs, um, how about the best players taken in the last rounds of the draft? So we're going to start our Hall of Fame of last rounds. Best players taken. How about your first nomination? Okay, there were, there were a couple Super Bowl MVPs discovered in the final round of drafts. Larry Brown by the Cowboys and Malcolm Smith by the Seahawks. They had a very good day, but the one guy from the final round of a draft who carved out a very good career was wide receiver Marcus Colston. The 252nd pick of a 255-pick 2006 draft by the Saints. He played 10 seasons on his way to becoming the franchise's all-time leading receiver. Hey, Goose, thanks for mentioning Larry Brown, by the way. We got him on this show later in this program. Hey, honey, you're up next. And no, Tom Brady doesn't count. Uh Uh-uh, can't get him. He's taken in the sixth round. So we're on the last round of the draft. Who are you going with? Well, you know, it figures that that Mr. Offense there, Rick, would go with the offensive player. But it's just two obvious, several obvious players. But the one that comes to mind to me is Carl Mecklenburg, taking on the 12th and final round of the 83 draft, player number 310. He became a six-time Pro Bowl player, uh, a seven-time uh, uh, Hall of Fame semifinals, and probably should be in the Hall of Fame, to tell you the truth. Uh, tremendous, tremendous player out of Minnesota, undersized guy. Uh, people saw what he could do, uh, Joe Collier in particular, and uh, turned him into a tremendous player. That was a great pick. Well, speaking of tremendous players, Ron, yes. I was going to take Jim Thorpe. Oh, I thought you were going to mention me. Nah, <laughs> player, player, not oh, spectator. Oh. Jim Thorpe, he was the last pick of the L.A. Rams in the 17th round of the 1968 draft. But then I realized, yeah, he was a defensive back from Hofstra, so um, not the Ken Bulldogs legend. Uh, then I was going to take Atlanta's last pick in the 1974 draft, Ron, and a guy you would love, Al, Al Davis. Davis, right? Sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but he was an offensive lineman from Boise State, not the guy whose poster's on your wall. So... I'm going to take one of my favorite players to cover, and that's kicker Rolf Anerska. Uh, he was taken the last round, the 12th of the 77 draft, by Ron's Oakland Raiders, who also took in that round Rod Martin, a pretty good linebacker. Um, Rolf, of course, would go on to kick for the Chargers. He was traded there his rookie season, um, where Tom Flores would hear that San Diego Super Chargers anthem again and again. And kick a potentially fatal disease, which is alternative colitis. Um, and Rolf um, once was given his last rights, but um, he fought it. 
He fought back. I don't know if you guys remember uh, when he ter- returned, but it was a November 79 game against the Steelers, and Rick Smith, who was the Chargers PR director, had a photo of it on his wall. Uh, Rolf was the honorary captain for that game. He weighed 123 pounds, and he was led onto the field by Louis Kelcher, the Chargers' biggest player. It was a great photo. Um, unforgettable moment, and the Chargers played an unforgettable game. They uh, beat the Steelers 35-7. to Of course, that Steelers team went on to win a Super Bowl. So anyway, I'm nominating Rolf Benershka, not only for what he did on the field, but also what he, he's done off of it, uh, numerous organizations he's helped. You know, I, I would expect uh, Bronco honk Ron Borges to pick Carl Mecklenburg. But me, I'm, I'm, I have a, a bigger perspective. I'm going to go with a former Raider, Rod Martin, who was a 12th-round and last-round pick in 1977, went on to intercept three passes, a record in a Super Bowl, two-time Pro Bowler. It just be, it, it, it's like it's expected of Ron to shun the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and to promote the Broncos. Oh. That, yeah, exactly. That's you know he should have been Super Bowl MVP that year. It was, it was Travis. You, you know what, Ron? If you were if you were promoting the Broncos, they might have more than what four players in the Hall of Fame. No, no question. What he double fingers, Mr. Mr. Orange Crush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you another guy, uh, a guy that uh, Ron Wolf has talked about on our show as, as his all-time favorite late last-round pick, which is a nose tackle named Reggie Kinlaw. Who, oh yeah, who came with the Raiders played really well. Uh, you know he was an undersized guy, and he had to talk Al Davis into take him. And when he did take him, uh, Al said to him, "Okay, this is a typical Al. Just remember, this is your pick. <laughs> Meaning, you know, if this guy can't play, I will haunt you for the rest of your life." And Reggie turned into a terrific player uh, and a really solid guy on 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 teams that were deep in the playoffs every year. And you know, it's funny, Ron, as you know, I mean, I, I uh, presented um, uh, Ron Wolf for the uh, Hall of Fame board, and, and that's the guy he mentioned to me, Reggie Kinlaw. It, it wasn't other players. He mentioned him as the guy he was most proud of. Yeah, he loved that pick, and he should. It was a great pick. Yeah, because he, he, he found him someplace where Bobby Beathard didn't, you know, and, and um, anyway, because Bobby didn't have that traffic. Anyway. Well, Bobby would Bobby have found him, but he didn't have any picks. That's right. <laughs> he didn't have any picks to take. Well, we're going to be talking to one of the best less picks, late picks later, and that's former Dallas cornerback Larry Brown, who I mentioned. But up next, that end you might be hearing from in this year's draft. Hi, that's Tom Harvard Odette. Ben Bronica. During all these You're listening Motel to the Talk 6 of renovations, I've picked up some construction lingo working with the Brickies, Sparkies, and Wood Butchers while they shop rocket these reno till they shine like a spool of 10-gauge copper. And even after all the updates with the knock-knocks, Motel 6 still costs you less cheese than any national chain. Okay, time to take off the brain bucket and roll out. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the wattage on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. 
Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Burger King. These guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down the shore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two-for-five dollars. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two-for-five dollar deal only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, we promised you Ben Broniker, and he's here. He's one of two Harvard University players invited to this year's combine, which is the most chosen one year from an Ivy League team. And you know what? It's twice as many as the University of Texas. True story. Ben's attempt to become the fourth Harvard tight end to play in today's NFL, and he's been training near his home in Indiana with teammate and fellow combine invitee Cole Toner, who's his roommate the past three years at Harvard. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Ben, uh, my understanding is that you majored in uh, molecular and cellular biology, uh, which I did not. And uh, I understand that you were asked by well, one of the teams at the Combine about the, uh, I can't even pronounce it, the Zika virus. Uh, was that a question you prepared for? And, and what did you think when when they asked you? No, it's it's definitely not. Uh, well, going into a, a Combine interview, which is obviously mostly about football, um, I didn't really expect to be talking about Zika or tuberculosis in, a, in an interview like that. But... I haven't really read a whole lot about Zika. It was just a spur of the moment question. And, uh, you know, I just gave my input based on everything that I've seen here at Harvard. But I, I don't suppose you went to Harvard envisioning an NFL career. With the, right. the career track you pursued, what what were you going to do with your life minus football? Yeah, it's actually uh, uh, quite thoughtful. I didn't come to Harvard hoping to be an NFL player. I just got good. And then the, the door sort of opened. But I'm I'm along the uh, pre-med, uh, pre-research track, so I'll eventually like to uh, go back to and get a more post-secondary education or some post-secondary education, whether it be a, a PhD or an MD, and pursue a professional career along those lines. We're speaking with Harvard tight end Ben Broniker on the Talk of Fame Network, and Ben, I've got a uh, nephew who went to Dartmouth, and he uh, also is pre-med, and he played rugby there. But he's going pre-med to Columbia University now to become a doctor. Um, simple question for you. Just wondering, what's a molecular and cellular biology major who has an interest in doing the same thing, pursuing medicine and research, doing pursuing a career where head injuries are an occupational hazard? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, there are occupational hazards everywhere. I mean, obviously, football gets uh, more notoriety for theirs you know, in the media. There are movies made about it, articles written every day about it. Uh, my my logical brain can't deny my passion sometimes for the game. So <laughs> right now that that uh, that outweighs the in, in the scale of risk and rewards. Does that bother your parents? Playing professional footballs. No, I don't think so. I haven't really asked them that much about it, but uh, they still support me in my in my football dreams. So probably not. Uh, speaking of dreams. Uh... When did you begin to think or realize that you had a you know, realistic shot at the NFL? And, and was it a lifelong dream for you, or, or was it somewhat happenstance that it ended up this way? It was, uh, it was about last year this time. Um, I had a meeting with our head coach, Tim Murphy, and uh, you know, he, he said that I had skills that matched Kyle Juszczyk and uh, Cam Brait. He actually called me somewhat of a combination of the two. Both of them are... are uh, playing in the NFL now. So he said that, I know you have a lot of stuff going on off the field, but if you want to play professional football, you can. You have that option, but you really have to commit to it. So before that, I was just uh, studying away, preparing myself for med school or or graduate school, going down the academic road. Um, But then talking with Coach Murph more about this, I, I always loved football. That's why I played it here and the tough balance that it is to be a college athlete here at Harvard. My passion has really uh, carried me through all the, all the rigorous work that I've had to do. Um, so it was, it was exciting for me to hear, and I uh, just wanted to jump on the opportunity and make the most of it. So when right said now you... we're, uh, we're coming to the end of that. When, when Tim said to you that, you that you had to commit to it, what, what did you think that – meant and because I, I would assume that you already thought you were pretty committed to yeah to football yeah it, it was more well I, I had to devote more time to football I was, I was spending what 50 50 or 60 40 towards uh, towards my academics and it was it was more time spending spending more time watching film preparing my body for the next season working out in the weight room you know working with quarterback Scotty Hush trying to get Oh, everything ready. Um, so it was just a more serious look on uh, how I prepare for the season. And you, your coach, um, Tim Murphy, used to give players a summer reading list in, in most schools. That would be, of course, yeah. the playbook. What Still was, does. Um, what was Murphy's <laughs> list, and, and did you complete it this summer? <laughs> no, he uh, – right now he gives the list of about, uh, I'd say, 10 to 15 – books mostly i think all nonfiction in of different uh different historical you know he likes he likes battles a lot um but no i haven't i actually haven't read them i did read uh oh what's it called now it's a book on uh survival who lives who uh who dies and why that was a, a fantastic read i can't remember the name of the author right now um but that's his that's one of his favorites a high recommendation for him Deep survival, that's what it's called. <laughs> Might have been a book about the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Ben, I, I mentioned, uh, we're speaking with Harvard tight end Ben Broniker. Um, I, I mentioned that uh, you're in Indiana. Uh, question for you. Are you going to graduate this summer, or have you graduated already, or, or how many credits do you have left before graduating? I've got 
I've got one uh, full semester to go. Um, I'm actually not, yeah, I'm, I'm not in school right now because I wanted to devote more time to the NFL and preparing for that. Um, but I'll, I'll most likely finish that next spring. I'll de- I definitely want to finish it. I've come through seven semesters here. Might as well do it. Um, <laughs> but that's what, that's what Kyle Juszczyk did. That's what uh, Zach Hodges did. So it just frees okay. up a lot more time. Okay. And since there was mention, I know Goose mentioned uh, Tim Murphy. Um, I, I know there, I think there are three Harvard tight ends in the NFL right now. But um, I, I know that Tim Murphy has said, at least at the, in the past, that it's partly because that position is the seals of his offense. What exactly does that mean, yeah. the seals of his offense? You can do it all. Air, sea, and land is the, the seals. And uh, as a tight end, you got to be able to you know, block, pass, protect, and uh, catch footballs. It's it's really the uh, the X factor in the offense. We have to uh, we have to know both run and pass plays. We have to know defensive schemes, offensive schemes, and uh, be ready for whatever Coach Murph throws at us week on a week to week basis. Now at, at six four and about two hundred fifty pounds, obviously you're literally a big man on campus. But uh, having grown up around here, um, I know that necessarily doesn't necessarily make you a big man on campus at Harvard. Uh, how Difficult has it been sort of uh, doing both those things? And have you had professors or fellow students say, uh, forget that football, you know, you should go off and be a doctor. We should go off and be a research scientist. Uh, do you hear a lot of that? I hear some of that. Um, but the reality of it is you come to Harvard and you get a great education in a lot of different areas. And you're able to then do whatever you want with that education. So with the opportunity that's available for me, you know, I want to play football now and then go back and be a doctor or be a scientist later. People, all sorts of people from Harvard do whatever they want, whatever they're passionate about as soon as they leave. Um, I don't really think that my, uh, my path is much different. Hey, Ben, thanks very much for joining us. And you know what? Best of luck with the draft and also with that summer reading list. <laughs> I guess you probably have one coming up. <laughs> oh, but thanks yeah. very much for joining us. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I appreciate thanks, it. Ben. Thanks, guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah, take yeah. care. That was Harvard tight end Ben Broniker. Up next, we're going to hear from a former Super Bowl MVP taken in the last round of the draft. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky, I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that GEICO would be available 24-7, by phone, on the web, or with the GEICO app. After that, I realized my wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. GEICO. Anywhere, anytime. Welcome to Burger King. You guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down ashore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Huh? Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two-for-five dollars. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two-for-five dollar deal only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear. 
clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin, 1-800-644-5944. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Look online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, speaking of calling, Talk of Him Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for what, Ron? What kind of computer diagnosis? The best. Free. Free. That's right. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know, we've been talking to Harvard's Ben Broniker about the draft, but maybe we should have had him speak to our next guest. Larry Brown was the 17th and final player selected by the Dallas Cowboys in the 12th and final round of the 1991 NFL draft, with 319 players selected before him. But of the 334 players who were drafted that year, Larry Brown was the only one who was go on to become a Super Bowl MVP with his two interceptions and the 1996 Super Bowl sealing a Dallas victory over Pittsburgh and putting him in a select fraternity. And that fraternity has 43 players named a Super Bowl MVP. Larry, thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be here, guys. Hey, Larry, you were born in Miami, raised in Los Angeles, began your college career as a JUCO running back before spending the final two years as a cornerback at TCU. Joel Buxbaum rated you the 28th best corner in the 1991 draft. So how does a guy with that checker to pass wind up intercepting two passes in a Super Bowl? Well, you just keep working hard. You know, it's all about development, getting better, and growing as a player. And each year, that was my goal. You know, I was very young. I think I was 20 years old when I got drafted. So there's a lot of room for me to develop, and, and that's what I continue to do. Now you were the uh, defensive MVP of the late, great blue-gray game, uh, one of Goose's favorite games. Uh, how much did your performance there, do you think, uh, help your draft stock? Well, that's a great question. I think it had to help some. You know, again, you know, I was at, I was at TCU at a time where we were not winning uh, very much, and obviously we weren't on TV very much like kids are now. There's so many network guys have a chance to be seen. So I think the Blue-Gray gave a lot of uh, teams an opportunity to see me who may have not have saw me before. Well, we're speaking with former Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown. And Larry, as you know, the lower you round, the longer your shot of making an NFL team. Ninth, 10th, and I think 11th round draft picks in 1991. They didn't make the Cowboys. Yet you not only made that team, you were a starter as a rookie. How'd you do it? Well, I think a little bit of luck has to happen, too. We had a coach named Jimmy Johnson who wanted to play the best players. He didn't care where you got drafted. So I was very fortunate that I didn't go to an organization that got caught up in that, and that uh, it was a time where they had a lot of veteran players, and they were looking for some young guys to come in and make a difference. And he gave me that opportunity, and I ran with it. So uh, a little luck, a little hard work, uh, they both go together. Larry, Deion Sanders arrived in Dallas in 1995. And as it turns out, you turned in your best season as a pro. You led the team with six interceptions, returned two for touchdowns, 
and intercepted three more passes in the playoffs, including those two in the Super Bowl. How did the arrival of Dion benefit your career? You know, I think whenever you have a guy like Dion on that other side of you, you're going to uh, get more opportunities. And I think, again, uh, the thing that got lost with myself, I was young. Although guys like Darren Woodson and Kevin Smith actually got drafted next year, I still was a younger player than both of them. So they were still older than me. So I, had, I still had a lot of room to develop. And I think each year I got a little bit better than when Dion came in. Uh, you know, I had a few years under my belt now, and uh, my development process was going pretty well. And, and obviously having a guy like that, you're going to have more opportunities. So I think, you know, I had to take advantage of him. But it was fun. I was excited, and they said, hey, if they're going to throw at Dion, they're going to throw at you. I'm going to make them pay for it. <laughs> do you, do you, Larry, do you think it's, it's almost ironic that you had that season in your final year of the contract, which walked you into free agency? Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. You know, I, I thought I had solid other seasons, to be truthful. You know, I came in as a rookie, 20 years old, started, you know, from the second game of the season. I think we had Russell Merrill, who was the number one pick in the draft, and Alvin Harper. They didn't do that from day one. So to go into the 12th round rookie and also be the youngest player, one of the youngest players in the league for the first few years and accomplish that, that was a big task for me. But uh, I just think truly I believe that my development and uh, over those few years started to catch up with my age because I still was younger than Russell and Alvin and Kevin and and uh, and, and, and Woody. So yeah, I just think I just kept getting better. Now you practice uh, daily against Michael Irvin. You saw uh, Andre Reid in the Super Bowl, Jerry Rice in the playoffs. Uh, maybe more than you would like to have seen him. You competed with Tim Brown and Chris Carter, Herman Moore, uh, Sterling Sharp in regular season games. It was kind of a golden era for, for receivers. Two questions. Who gave you That's the most right. problem, and what would those guys have done today if they were playing with the rules the way they are now? Well, I, I think all those guys gave me problems, and they're all in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Tim Brown, Chris Carter, these are all Hall of Famers. You know, and uh, these guys are all difficult. Art Monk, James Lofton, there are more to that equation, so – but they all were unique. They all were great players. And, and obviously the NFL, to put them in the Hall of Fame, has acknowledged their talent. But I was excited to have an opportunity to compete against the best. When you can compete against the best and hold your own, I think as an athlete, as a pro, that's what you're looking for. And, uh, and even some of the younger guys, Randy Moss, uh, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, I mean, those are, these guys aren't in the Hall of Fame, but they're very talented in their own right. So I, I think I was very fortunate to compete at a high level against some of the best guys in the game to ever do it and, and earn my respect for my peers. Larry, speaking of Randy Moss, and we're, and we're talking with former Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown, but speaking of Randy Moss, if you were on the Hall of Fame board of selectors as, as we are and you had one vote, only one vote, and you could put one wide receiver in, Randy Moss or Terrell Owens? Well, if I had one vote, and, and I know you guys will probably disagree with this, I think I'd put Drew Pearson in, you know. <laughs> I think that he deserves that. But it's always hard. You have a number of guys that are deserving, and each era is different. I think for sure if I were going to elect a guy in the Randy Moss era, you know, probably him and even Isaac Bruce, you know, those two are, I mean, they were dynamic. And uh, I don't think it's going to be if they get in the Hall of Fame. The question is when. But that's a very tough vote, and I'm happy I'm not on that board to have to make that, those types of votes. Larry, what was it about Drew Pearson that, that you liked? Everything. He's Mr. Clutch. You know, you can't say Starbuck without Sam Pearson. I think it's, it's impossible without the names are intertwined together. You know, just as it is Rice in Montana, you know, Harrison and Peyton, uh, the list goes on, Swan and, and Bradshaw. So uh, it's it just, I just don't know how anyone could say the name without mentioning 
Drew Pearson missed the clutch, missed the big game, you know, for so many years for the Cowboys. And uh, and that's also having a, a Hall of Fame running back, you know, uh, and Tony Dorr said on the team. So just it, it, it's tough, but I, I just believe he, he belongs. Larry, how much did the rivalry with the 49ers shape the Cowboys as the team of the decade? Well, it's interesting, uh, Rick. You know this. Uh, almost every game was a robbery for the Cowboys. Philadelphia yeah. Eagles and Buddy Ryan and that Jimmy Johnson thing, Parcells and Jimmy, and, and then obviously the Redskins and, and the Cowboys. So the 49ers, uh, those four teams, I think, helped to shape uh, those 90 teams of the Cowboys. If, you, if you're able to get through Philly, Washington, and New York, and then on to the 49ers, man, you were prepared. But those are some big games. And, I, and I've always said those games to me – were probably bigger than the Super Bowl themselves. Those championship games against the 49ers. Uh, those those were Super Bowls. Those are fun. As a guy who knows what it's like to wait around all day to get drafted and be taken so very late, what what advice, uh, Larry, would you have for a player selected in the late rounds to at least give themselves a chance to make their team? Well, what I would say is, you know, don't watch the draft. <laughs> Go out <laughs> and just kind of enjoy yourself because there's a lot of speculation. The phone calls, you know. Uh, you'll get calls saying, hey, we're thinking that we're about taking you here. You look up and they don't take you. You get another call that we're going to take you there, and that doesn't happen. So it, it could be nerve-wracking. So I think if you're going to be a, 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 a third-day guy, maybe just go spend some time with your family. Don't even pay attention to it and, and let them call you on the phone once you're selected because it is absolutely nerve-wracking because there's so much speculation. You know, I, I thought Atlanta was going to take me. I talked to him like seven times on draft day, you know, and <laughs> – you, you thought you're going to get drafted in the fourth, and fourth goes by, then the fifth. You know, so you just really don't know. And uh, if you don't want to drive yourself nuts, <laughs> I just say, hey, go have a just hang out with your family, relax, and enjoy the moment. And, and hopefully, your name gets selected. And if it doesn't get selected, uh, hopefully, you can get in a camp and go and improve yourself. Larry, I'll tell you what we really do know. We know we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. And on behalf of Cowboy fans everywhere. Thanks for the memories. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. That was former Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown. When we return, it's the Masters of the NFL. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. During all these Motel 6 renovations, I've picked up some construction lingo working with the Brickies, Sparkies, and Wood Butchers while they shop rocket these renos till they shine like a spool of 10-gauge copper. And even after all the updates with the knock-knocks, Motel 6 still costs you less cheese than any national chain. Okay, time to take off the brain bucket and roll out. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the wattage on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Org number 3030. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. A tool called Name Your Price. Get a grip on your spending like an industrial vice. It's nice. Beats rolling the dice. I prefer brown rice. Don't carry dumbbells when you walk on thin ice. Splash. 
Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local, a toll-free number, bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. It's a pretty good deal. Speaking of good deals, I got another one for you. For just nineteen ninety five, you can get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush, valued at forty five dollars. Better yet, Ron, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear, or your money back. For more information, call one eight hundred six four four five nine four four. That's one eight hundred six four four five nine four four. Hey, Ron, um, the Masters yep. is this weekend, and I know you normally go to it. Are, are you going to it again this year? Well, you know, I haven't missed the Masters in a decade. Tiger Woods has missed two of the last three, but this year we're both on the shelf because he's got a bad back, and I got bigger fish to fry. My daughter Laura is getting married Saturday Whoa. on Martha's Vineyard, and as Bart Scott once said, "Of going off to play the Patriots, can't wait." Wow! Congratulations! <laughs> oh, thanks. Super. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, uh, I'm fired up now because all the bills have been paid. But, uh, getting a little emotional. Out. A little. Well, I will that day. That's you will sure. that day. Trust me. Just, Oof. just sort of seems oh. like uh, a week ago I was at the store trying to pick up. Diapers now. <laughs> for you or for some? <laughs> well, those come in a few more weeks. Yeah, um, I, well, listen, I'm no golfer, but I do enjoy watching the Masters on TV, especially when the weather is as miserable as it's been in the Northeast this week, Ron. But um, earlier I had you guys stock our own Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with music, NFL music. So I'm wondering if you had to want, enter one player, one NFL player, past or present, in your NFL golfing hall, who would it be? Goose? John Brody. He may have been shortchanged by the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he's not been shortchanged in the golf course. Uh, the former NFL MVP has earned almost a million dollars and won an event on the senior PGA Tour. Ronnie? Good. Uh, Mark Rippon, who has played both on the PGA Tour and the uh, Champions Tour, uh, scratch golfer, terrific player, and uh, is, you know, won that. That celebrity thing they do at Tahoe every year, he won it the first year and won it again 25 years later. Wow. Well, I'm going with Billy Joe Tolliver, mostly because I covered it. But I tell you what, I, I liked him, and he was a heck of a golfer. He won that American Century Celebrity Golf Championship, otherwise the, known right. as the Lake Tahoe Tournament, four times with 14 top 10 finishes. You know what? I know a guy who could be a pretty good golfer. Yeah. That would be our Ron Borges. Four, and when you, six. When you hear Ronnie, every time I hear Ronnie and Derek, do you have it? Fire it up. That's a signal Bogus. for another guy who likes to putter around. That's Ronnie for his Borges or Bogus. That's Borges or Bogus segment. Ron, floor is yours. Take it away. Thanks. This is uh, the right week for Bogus. Uh, 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick is on the horns of a dilemma. Does he take the money or run? If he runs to Denver, which is one of the league's best defenses to support him, he has to take a $4.9 million haircut, which is a considerably close shave, guys. If he stays in San Francisco with new coach Chip Kelly, he may get paid, he may get laid off, or he may get sat down because owner Jed York doesn't want him around and doesn't want to pay him that guaranteed money. 
Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon, who knows a thing or two about taking a long road home after having to go to Canada for six years before he got his NFL chance, is advising Cap not to let his ego get in the way of going to what he calls a perfect situation in Denver. Uh, easy for Moon to say. It's not costing him 4.9 mil. Bogus. In a league that will cut you in a minute, and where most players' contracts are not worth the paper they're written on. Bogus. Kaepernick has thus far opted to take the sure money, even though he's the guy uh, who asked to be traded. Now, is that bogus or is it genius? While he's recovering from shoulder, knee, and thumb surgery, he can't do much but sit around. For, so he's showing up the 49er workouts to ensure he gets a $400,000 workout bonus for intending 90% of them. And he doesn't have to do anything. Genius. But is he cutting off his nose to spite his face by refusing to move on to a far better organizational situation? Hard to say. But one thing's sure. Blaine Gabbard, who replaced him last season after nine games, is not better than Golan Kaepernick if the latter is healthy. And if Chip Kelly comes to any other conclusion, that's bogus. Of course, it also could happen, knowing Chip. Why? Because Kelly found out in Philadelphia what Kaepernick is now finding out in San Francisco. There are renters and there are owners. The owners get what they want. The employees get it when it suits the owner. The wild card is Bronco GM John uh, Elway. He has Mark Sanchez at the moment, which he knows is bogus. Uh, to be his quarterback, but he has a new Super Bowl ring, and if he can find a long-term answer in the draft, he could choose to take his chances, save $11.9 million, and walk away unless the 49ers agree to uh, pay the $4.9 million difference, which they are presently refusing to do. The latter seems a smart move for the Niners and for Cap, but doing it requires that people running the 49ers be smart. Anyone seen any evidence of that lately? We're going to be smart, Ronnie. We're going to the two-minute drill. I'm going to ask Love the it. questions. You and Rick are going to answer. Derek, you got the clock again, so let's get going. Complete the sentence, guys. First player to drive a Tesla 3 is? Nandamakan Sue. He's the only player in the NFL who can afford it. The first one Tesla pays to do so. Andy Reid promoted his son to defensive line coach. So who's in charge of clock management? Reid's father-in-law. He's got one choice. Big Ben and not Roethlisberger. Anyone you know buying to that Le'Veon Bell April Fool's retirement announcement? Oh, possibly D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, there was one. LeGarrette Blount. He couldn't get on the phone fast enough. Chipper Jones just listed his South Texas ranch for 20 mil. When does Goose put in an offer? When the price drops and drops and drops. Baloney. As soon as Jerry Jones hires him full-time as a draft consultant. That'd be a smart move. Hey, what's holding up the Drew Brees contract talks? His age. Not many new contracts are awarded 37-year-olds. Age, mage, money. It's always money. Jerry Jones called Cleveland's Jimmy Haslam one of the league's top five owners. What would you call him? The third best owner in Cleveland. <laughs> An owner in need of a clue, what he doesn't have. What should Sean Weatherspoon do with that uncashed game check he just found? Give it to charity. Give it to someone who will cash it and will use it. Keep it. Drive the team auditor crazy. <laughs> What has a better chance of happening, guys? Merrick Garland sitting on the Supreme Court or Roger Goodell recusing himself from personal conduct appeals? Garland wearing the black robe. Justice Garland, take your seat. Why won't the NFL sue the New York Times over its concussion story? Because a win in court is a loss in the eyes of the public on this issue. <laughs> because they don't want NFL witch doctor Elliot Pellman in a discovery hearing. What would happen if the NFL inadvertently left explosives on a team bus? Ron's Raiders would be back in business. <laughs> Roger Goodell would claim they were just preparing to throw the bomb and then charge the Marines for supplying the ammo. 
The Cleveland Indians designated Chief Wahoo to secondary status. When does Washington designate Redskins to mortuary status? When the Chicago Blackhawks remove sports biggest logo off the front of their jerseys. <laughs> Don't ever do that. A few days after Dan Snyder finds himself in, uh, in mort- mortuary status. Good English. Donald Trump, Aaron Donald, or Donald Duck? Donald Duck, he has longevity, the others lack. <laughs> the Donald, he's the only one who can get me good tea times all over the world. Carolina Panthers or Carolina Tower Heels? Include Clemson, Clemson, and it's been a bad start to 2016 for all of the Carolinas. <laughs> Tower Heels, at least they kept the last game close. We want to thank Russell Maryland, Larry Brown, Harvard's Ben Broniker, and the Crons Vic Tafer for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to catch this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, dial us up on iTunes, or find us on your podcast app, typing in the words Talk of Fame Network. Otherwise, we'll catch you at this time and on this station next week. See you then. And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky, I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that Geico would be available 24-7, by phone, on the web, or with the Geico app. After that, I realized my wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. Geico. Anywhere, anytime. Welcome to Burger King. You guys doing Philly cheese on a two-for-five nail? Yeah, it's the new flame-grilled extra-long Philly cheeseburger. These like the ones I get down ashore? Better. Ours have two flame-grilled patties served side-by-side, topped with onions, cheese, and a cheesy sauce. Just two-for-five bucks. Two-for-five dollars? Beautiful. Me or the sandwich? Get the new extra-long Philly cheeseburger at Burger King. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with the original chicken sandwich, part of the two for $5 deal, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin, 1-800-644-5944. Hi, Tom Baudet. Now that Motel 6 has renovated their rooms, I figured I'd get a little work done myself. They got new bathrooms, bed linens, and flat screen TVs. I got rid of my jowls and turkey neck. But while Motel 6 makes travel painless by saving you more for what you travel for, I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Though you could never tell by the permanent smile on my face, I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the lie on for you. Book online at motel6.com.